Welcome to the Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Joe. And before we get started, I wanted to give a quick thanks to everyone that has taken the time to go to our website, download our podcast, either from iTunes and because of Coach Anthony, uh, Spotify, (laughs) and um, just made us a part of your jiu-jitsu journey. Uh, It's been fantastic. And a double thank you to everybody that has taken the time to respond to our email or um, even just text me. So that has been just so inspirational and it has been just fantastic making connections with people you don't even know uh, through the podcast. So thank you so much. Um, This week, uh, our episode is going to be about uh, Road to Blue Belt, the Road to Blue Belt. And that's where we have somebody that uh, has been promoted um, and just talked about their motivation, their struggles, how did they get into jiu-jitsu, how did they overcome certain things, what are they excited about. And this week, we have one of my training partners, Michael Wu. And he has an interesting story, and I think you guys will really enjoy it and be able to take away some, uh, there's some fantastic takeaway points from the, the whole conversation. So before we get started with that, I'd like to just uh, quickly mention a couple of sponsors of, of ours. Of course, we are always brought to you by Revital Health Clinics. Um, Revital Health and Wellness Clinic, it's absolutely the premier men's and women's health clinic focused on creating health and preventing disease through the optimization of bioidentical hormones. Um, it's also based on improving your diet and exercise. Brandon Sweat, who's the owner and operator of Revital Health Clinic, um, he has absolutely years of experience in this field. Um, and he's he's the man. Um, I have had absolutely no bad referrals to him. Uh, people just uh, contact me or contact him, and I, I've got nothing but fantastic feedback. Uh, he's he's just a genius. If you if you're low on energy, if you're having a hard time packing on muscle mass, if you notice you're getting a little pudgy in spite of your current workout, uh, he's the man to see. And it doesn't always mean that you know the solution is hormones. Um, there's a lot of different things that he can do for you. But he can be found at revitalhealthclinics.com or don't be afraid to reach out to me at olddogbjj at gmail.com. Um, I can hook you guys up and uh, do that as frequently as I can with uh, people that uh, contact me. And uh, I think you guys will be happy with that. Uh, We're also brought to you by Voodoo Fightwear. Um, And they can be actually found at fightvoodoo.com. JT Conway is the owner and operator of Fight Voodoo. And uh, just just a fantastic guy. I, I, I... did not originally meet him through jujitsu, but I did meet him through jujitsu. So it's a strange story, but uh, both of our kids were at a football camp. It was like a conditioning camp. And he just noticed a t-shirt that I had on. Uh, had no idea he had any interest in t-shirts at that time when we first met. But it was a Gracie versus uh, Kimura uh, t-shirt. I think you guys might be familiar with it. It was made by Roots of Fight. And um, he made a comment about it. Do you train? He trains at another academy. And now every time I see him, it's like seeing a brother, even though we've actually never trained together. Um, We've talked about jujitsu. We've talked about our kids. And he started this company, Fight Voodoo. And it's a a phenomenal story how to get started. And I don't want to ruin it. So if you go to his Facebook account, you you can see that there. Um, I might even have something on the website, and that's fightvoodoo.com. Um, but really, you know, it's a family-based business. It's just south of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, you know, JT is just, he is a funny guy. He loves martial arts. He loves BJJ. He loves fighting. And, you know, his ultimate dream is to become the premier name in fight-based clothing and gear. And, you know, he appreciates every person that comes to his website, everybody that purchases um, any of his gear. Um, and you'll know that after you purchase a t-shirt or anything from him, if you take a photo and send it to him, your next purchase will be 10% off. So please check him out at fightvoodoo.com. Uh, 
Hello and welcome to the Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Joe. I'm here with Coach Anthony and we have a special guest with us today. The Wu Assassin, Michael Wu. <laughs> hey Mike, how you doing, man? I'm good, how are you guys? Thanks for being with us today. Um, we brought Michael on because uh, the subject matter this day is, how do you want to phrase it? Starting Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu... I would just say uh, Journey to Blue. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Journey to Blue. Obviously, we did not talk about this <laughs> yeah, we did not. We did not. <laughs> Takes the fun out of it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Journey to Blue. So, uh, Michael, um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, let's see. I turned 34 this year, which was real exciting. My first uh, uh, year in my mid-30s. So, that's been that's been interesting. Um, started jujitsu about let's see almost two years ago now um so yeah it's been really exciting okay yeah yeah because it's almost been a year since you got your blue belt right almost so i think we, we did the promotions and i think did the promotions in december oh was it december okay i think gotcha. so it was during the um the the one year anniversary of the grand okay Open, oh that's right yeah. that's right yeah. you were the first you were one of the first people to sign up at the new location. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so even though I somewhat know the story, um, well, first of all, let me ask you this. Growing up, um, for you guys that can't see, Michael Wu is obviously Asian. <laughs> so did, you, did, you, uh, did you have an attraction to martial arts? I always have. I mean, like just I was always a Jackie Chan fan, you know, Bruce yeah. Lee. That's just kind of the, the stuff I grew up with in our house. Um but never really got into like a dojo or anything. So um, I did some Taekwondo and some Kendo in college, but um, those were just more extracurriculars um, that when we moved to Tennessee, there just wasn't um, very good options to continue that journey. Right. Um, So it's been a big break um, between that and and jujitsu. Okay. Yeah. And then being a comic book nerd and, everything there's some attraction to martial arts there right? is there yeah. definitely is but i mean it, it, i've always been the iron man kid yeah, that's what i was saying tony, tony stark is the like martial man, arts man like tony the, stark the, just the, fires plasma beams yeah. and the shang chi and the iron fist is just like no nah, no 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 thanks i'm good <laughs> so what what brought you through the, the the well so did you see did you ever drive by some jujitsu academies and think oh that's cool but didn't step through did you no when we moved to nashville i actually um i did uh several Krav Maga classes um, okay. at the National Krav Maga where um, Professor Eddie actually taught for a little bit. Oh, really? Was um, he, but so never was ran he, into him he, at the oh, time. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No, but um, <clears throat> kind of found that out after the fact. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of really interesting how um, I actually signed up to get somebody off my back. Um, one of my really good friends, he's a big UFC guy. Okay. And He's every day. He was like, "Hey man, there's a gym open up in Spring Hill. It's like five minutes from your house. You'd love it." And I'm just like, "Uh huh, okay, yeah, sure. You know, whatever." Yeah. I just kind of like. Were you watching the little, UFC at all? Not at all. And I, I mean, obviously, so that wasn't watching grappling. No, like I just like watching a couple guys beat the snot out of. So let's step back. Like, I I love watching the stand up and the grappling. What I hated about the UFC was like it's boring for like three or four rounds and then you turn around and the magic happens. The knockout hit, the tap goes right, down. Right. It's just like, well, I just wasted like 20 minutes of my life and I missed the best part. So I mean, like, oh, so I just I got wasn't you. Really okay. watching it a lot. <clears throat> Fair um, enough. But yeah, so I was getting hounded by my buddy like 
week after week. And I'm just like, all right, dude, how much is it? What's the commitment? You know? And, you know, he tells me, shows me the paperwork. I'm like, fine, I'll sign up for the year. I was, I was overweight at the time. So I was like, this will be good. It would be in lieu of my gym. Like, it's fine. Whatever. Just, just for the people that are listening, how, 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 what was your weight going at that so time? So I stopped stepping on the scale probably around 215. So you just kind of like did the ostrich technique yeah. head in the sand it, at yeah, that point? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's not a, that's not an unusual phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm glad you clarified because the other day when we talked about this and I asked you, I could have swore you said 250. No. And I was no, like, no, there's no, no. no way you were 250, man. 250, yeah, but 215. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. Yeah. And where are you at right now? Just... Um, I am at 170 right now, okay. hovering right around. And that's there. in two but, years. Mm-hmm. You have some before and after picks too, right? I do. But when we were competing before COVID, I was actually competing at 155. Yeah. So it's kind of coasted up a that, little bit. Do you, do you realize how huge that is? Mm-hmm. It's massive. Yeah, it's nuts. That's yeah. amazing. It's absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So, <clears throat> so you're saying that uh, you're getting hounded, you get the paperwork. Yeah. So I signed up and like never stepped in the gym. Um, before the paperwork went through, never met Professor Reheji. Um, it was just, it was literally like, it was literally like, okay, this guy's going to stop bothering me about joining jujitsu. And you know, like it might be fun. Cause like I, you know, I I love, uh, wrestling around and messing around like in grade school and middle school and whatnot, but it just, um, doing it like the commitment was just never there for it. Sure. Sure. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So your first class, do you remember it? I do. Um, I believe professor like tried to teach us something. And then like halfway through class, he was just kind of like, you know what, guys, just, you know, just try to try to do something. Because <laughs> we're talking this class. I know I wasn't there. Mm. Wait, was I there the very first class? I'm not sure. I might have been there the first opening night or I was there the next one because that was a big deal it was but but we're talking a class just it's all white belts right Mm -hmm. brand new first day white belts um there might have been a handful of upper belts like from the other schools because it was the grand yeah yeah I think I was there that night um but yeah I feel like I was there for that too I think because I, I think I made a, 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 a concerted effort to be there to be there for opening night, but right. I don't remember it at all. To be honest, I don't. I either. don't. I cannot I don't remember. Either. Was Chris there? <clears throat> well, you probably don't remember. I remember Chris being there for a, like teaching a few classes afterwards. But I don't yeah, think he was there for that uh, grand for opening. Them. Okay, he might have been. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, um, okay, so you have this class. You're trying to learn something. You don't even remember mm-hmm. what the move was. No, and it was terrifying because like it was one of those where it was like. Hey, try to do something to this guy that's like three times your size. Or just yeah. like, okay. <laughs> so what had yeah. you coming back? Was it a good experience? Did you leave feeling good? I enjoyed the workout. I mean, right. like just like the the grappling aspect was tons of fun. Right. Um, but there's kind of that, you know, the initial like, all right, we're gonna be rolling around in pajamas and sweating all over each other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> did, kinda... did you feel stupid? Well, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. All right, yeah, it's, you know? it's a pretty normal feeling, especially if you're never right. wrestled or cause right. you can't wrestle, right? You, yeah, yeah get, so. getting in tights and wrestling around a mat in front of a, a all these people. Yeah, just, well, wasn't my thing. Yeah, it's. A, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how great of a, a this is a per, you're a perfect guest for us on so many levels because, um, yeah, this is the new generation of folks that are working out in jujitsu yeah, for sure. Definitely. You know, no, no serious prior experience. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
mm. not even knowing really what it was. No interest in the UFC. Because you got to remember, the UFC has brought a lot of people to Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, right. And that phase may be over. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you're still going to get some trickling in, right? Sure, but, but they're, they're not on that popularity. No, no. Explosion this that they is, were on for the last I want to get in years. shape. My friend was bothering me. Mm-hmm. I go in for a class, <laughs> and I'm completely out of my element. Yeah. yeah so what, what got you coming back? Because it doesn't sound like it was a mind-blowing experience, your first class. It almost sounds yeah. like, an, an, uh, like okay, it was a good workout, but I'm thoroughly yeah. confused right now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, like, uh, a lot of the guys just kind of clicked when we first, you know, the team, I think, is, is a big thing about what brings me back all the time, is just yeah. seeing everybody that's not, like, a co-worker or, like, a friend's, like, your kid's friend's parents, you know? Sure. It's like, oh, these guys and girls are, like, people that I'm meeting that we don't have anything else in common but we have this one thing in common and i think that's oh, that's really yeah. helped me yeah that's yeah, awesome that is that's really, really cool. cool to hear yeah, yeah that's really cool yeah and, and it, there's something you know i i was explaining to jackson yesterday that um there i can mention who he is he's dead now actually uh but one of my uh my first instructor well not my first instructor he was my first kickboxing instructor mm-hmm. um that's when i was a teenager um and this guy was really he's a genius i mean he was an absolute genius he was also a sociopath but Besides that, sure. he really structured, the way he structured his classes was that you came in as a class. So he would have a class come in, and let's say it's like 15 people. Mm-hmm. That is your class. Okay. And now those 15 bonded. And then when they went up the ranks, they kind of went up the ranks together. Sure. Yeah. And then he had a new class. And people wanted to sign up. He's like, no, it's past the two-week period. you got to wait for the next round. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Which, which is very counterintuitive. Yeah. Because you think that you would lose contracts that way. Right. If you don't, it's like selling a car. If you don't do it right then and there, they're not coming back. Yeah. But he, somehow he was really successful at it. But that team aspect that you're talking about, that's what he built off of. That's mm-hmm. how he got people to stay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's a powerful thing. I definitely think so. Um, I mean, just kind of watching all the people that have come through the, the ones that have stayed, I feel like are the ones that also came in as a group, you know, the, the onesie twosie, you know, guys that come in, you know, they'll, they'll do it for a couple months, um, and they'll leave. And I think they just don't have that camaraderie that some of us do that yeah. we all started together just like but oh. you know I think some of the new guys might because there's a bunch of new guys that aren't recently. necessarily yes recently. yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. you can tell because the advanced class is going on early and as we're leaving it's the same group of white belts coming mm-hmm. in yeah and it's, it's just the like, new round yeah it's yeah. the new round yeah. and so yeah I can I definitely see that that's well, cool so when did you start because I mean for you that for of course people that don't know um, Michael chains about twice a day Twice, I mean, it's pretty consistent. On Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays, you're training mm-hmm. twice a day. Monday, Wednesdays, you're training. You're usually around yep. Saturdays. If there's mm-hmm. an open mat, you're there. So you're you're pretty goddamn committed. Right. Um, so you obviously have a passion for it that goes beyond just the team. Um, when did you start falling in love? And if you're not in love with jujitsu, you know, but it seems like you have this passion for jujitsu, for now jujitsu. Mm-hmm. When did that start developing? I think like, that kind of the, the first stripe, that kind of the first recognition that like, hey, your hard work's paying off, you know, really did it for me. Um, that along with watching Mason, my son, going through his own journey yeah. and like watching the things click for him. It was just kind of like, OK, you know, this is something we want to do. And obviously you guys know, but the whole family does it now. You know, yeah. Jennifer, my wife, does it. Mason, and Naomi are both doing it. I mean, Naomi's. um on her like seventh or eighth class and she just turned three mm-hmm. 
and um, she has literally been in the gym since she's been in diapers. Yeah, like, that's how yeah, all my that's kids. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's how all my kids. And then they don't think of they don't think of that type of contact as being unusual. Mm-hmm. And the ability to defend themselves will be. You know, there's certain kids that just have an innate. I'm going to defend myself. I'm a tough kid. Yeah. And there's other ones that aren't like that. But it will make them eventually getting to that point to being able to defend themselves, which I say in reality is in their teen years or their 20s. It'll make it that much easier Mm -hmm. Um, because people are under this impression. You put your kids into jujitsu and by the time they're six, they're going to be killers. No, they may not be. Right. They probably won't be. Right. You know, it's you're not training them for two years down the line. You're training them for the rest of their life. It's Mm -hmm. a long term plan. It's not a short term plan. Um, but yeah, doing that, I mean, that's how all my guys were. They're at the, even before jujitsu, they were at the MMA schools and they're in the cage crawling around. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm just going to get MRSA. (laughs) (laughs) Stop sucking on that glove. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Everyone pretty much in your family is training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what, what is it now? So when you're, when your goals were first starting off, it almost sounds like, you know, Hey, I'm going to go in, I'm going to train, I'm going to get in shape. And how have your goals changed over your, you know, your road to blue belt? Or have you just been going and not giving it much thought? I think I've just kind of been going and not giving it much thought because like, again, I like seeing everybody and uh, if I can catch a choke or an arm bar here, you know, awesome. If yeah. I don't, you know, hopefully I gave somebody a good workout. Just like when I train with you guys, it's like, it's not so much like, did I do anything good? It's like, but are they, are they breathing heavy? Yeah. All right. You guys are sweating. Okay. I did something today. I'm sure. good. Like yeah. I'm happy with what I did. D- different yeah. parameters for right. quote unquote exactly. winning for the day. Exactly. Yeah. Depending on who your partner is. Yeah. 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 Sometimes um, it's just surviving. Sometimes it's getting in the breathe. Like if I get right. uh, Eddie to breathe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm yeah. happy. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I get him to crack a smile a little bit, yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, obviously I did something right yeah. where he's like, oh, that was nice. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So did you have any aspirations as far as like competitions or, I mean, I know you've competed. How many, how many times have you competed? Twice? I've done two competitions. And I mean, the, um, the first one was just absolutely terrifying. Um, like your first one, you know, the team was there. You you had no idea what I was doing. And after the first round, it was like, okay, like this, this wasn't horrible. And then the, um, the, the second competition, it was a lot more fun because mm-hmm. then I've been, I was exposed a lot more. I had gone and watched, watched more competitions. Right. Um, so I kind of knew what to expect. So I think that was a good thing. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, competing as a white belt, there, there are definitely many grades of white belt out there. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. some <laughs> yeah. are much more terrifying than others. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's some white belts out there that like they're ready for their purple. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been a white belt for three years, and, yeah. and it just sure. depends on the school and and the you know the mindset of the school. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, the mindset of our school is I think the competition is important, but it's not the 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 only thing. I think we have it's not the focus. Really, it's not the focus. Yeah. yeah. So some but some places are. Yeah. And I know some places you can't even get your first stripe until you've competed. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um and that's not an unusual practice and and, and then none of them are right and none of them are wrong. Sure. It's mm-hmm. just it's or I should say none of them are wrong. Yeah. Um and they're all 
their method of doing things. But I right. think ours is a little different. So that grade of white belt is is it's actually for every belt level it's true. Mm. But man, white belt just seems like there's a huge spectrum. Yeah, yeah, huge without spectrum. a doubt. And mm. then you're running into people that might have wrestled that you didn't know. You know, and see, they kind of sandbag a little bit depending on the competitions. Yeah, like yeah. you know, the I think it's like Naga. Because I'd never. If te- you wrestled, you cannot do novice. Yeah. At novice. So as a white belt, I had one competition where I actually was a white belt, and that was like at MTSU. There was this thing going on, and I went to that. Um, and uh, excuse me, at Lipscomb. So I did two competitions as a white belt. My very first one was at Lipscomb, and then I did one at MTSU. Um, so those were white belts, and then after that, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this Naga. Cool. Check it out. See what it's all about. Go up to sign up." And they're like, "Have you ever wrestled?" Well, that was an interesting question to ask me. Yes, I wrestled for several years. So, like, cool, you're in the blue belt division. I was like, no, 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 wait, wait, one stripe white belt. And they're like, no, son, you've wrestled. You're in the blue belt. I was like, cool, I'll just die today. That's fine. <laughs> and then I did, like, seven or eight, like, as a white belt in the blue belt division. And then, uh, you know, after the second one, it really wasn't it wasn't that scary. But like you said, that first one in a new division, it's just like, yeah. I guess I'm going to die today. Like, that's just what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. But it's really not that bad. It's fun. And it's mm-hmm. It's more of a, I guess, if you have a white belt on and you submit somebody higher than you in the competition, it's like, cool, haha, look at me. You You got nothing to lose. Yeah, you really don't. What motivated you to sign up for those tournaments? Because we're not, like I said, we're we're a competition, I'd say on a scale of one to 10, maybe a seven or an eight, right? Well, well, so. We're not a 10 competition school. You know, we're we're more about, I think, developing people, mental aspect. Yeah. Healthy lifestyle. Healthy lifestyle. And it's not like. You know, we're competition all the time. Right. Um, we, we all, I mean, we're pretty high. Yeah. So was what what considering that it, so not everyone in the school competes. What what? Don't quote me on this, but I distinctly remember when I started that professor said that if you ever want to be a black belt yes. under me, this is you true. have to compete once. I was like, yeah. well, let's let's just go ahead and check that off. The, ah, let's just nice. check that box. Okay. So that was that nice. was the first one, and then the second one, I was actually because. Um, you know, it was one of those things where after your first competition, it's like, I could have done so much better. I know I could have. Yeah. So then right. I was like, okay, let's go. Oh, the next I like that. Um, and I'm really glad I did. Um, cause it, it was a good, it was a great day. I actually won a match, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I was just kind of like, I want a match that I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, and you should but, be, because most people go a long time. Yeah. It's not unusual. Yeah. But I was really annoyed. And it was, there, there's there's going to be a change in, in what happened during this. So originally there was four people in my bracket. <clears throat> so oh, I'm like, yeah. cool, I'm guaranteed third. I'm guaranteed a bronze. And yeah. it's just like, that's a horrible way to think about it. But I'm guaranteed a bronze. It's like, cool. And then like the night before, another one popped into our bracket. And instead of like, and I was the one that got picked to have to, that's Actually right. Compete. You did not yeah. get the buy. Yeah, he didn't get yeah. a buy. I did yeah. not get the buy. So I had to. I had to compete, and I won that match. And then I lost my second match. But I remember being so upset because I'm standing on the podium next to this guy that got the buy and lost. I was like, like. Did- I don't want you to be up here. I actually wanted my match. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, can you, it's, can you I, go? That's a very <laughs> fair feeling. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, you, that happened to me at Worlds. Yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah, it did. No, that's Yeah, it sucks. did. It did. So we had a bunch of guys that didn't <clears throat> show up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the guy that ended up taking second. So the guy that beat me took first. Um, the guy, and how it worked out with people just not showing up for their brackets. Mm-hmm. So my guy showed up for my bracket. Gotcha. 
the guy that took second, who's a hell of a competitor, mm-hmm. two of his guys, he just went right into <sighs> and faced the guy that I lost to <sighs> in the semifinals. Gotcha. Who was a beast. Sure. I mean, it was a good competition. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just like, Damn it! If yeah. I would, yeah. just the run, you know. But I mean, it was, the important part was the competition. It yeah. was, and I think if I would have streamlined myself to to sec, to to the finals, because that's basically what happened. He streamlined to the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I had a little roadblock to the fi- yeah. to the final, well, to the semifinals. Right. Uh, but that's okay. You know, it, it's 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 a part. Of, I would have, knowing me, I would have had to been like, well, I only like um. Go one time Jackson's in the airport uh-huh. and this little old lady sits down next to him, starts talking to him about jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think we were coming back from a tournament and, uh, and I, some, so she's like, well, how did you do? And I, and I interrupted him. He took second. He's mm-hmm. like, I only had one match. He's like so honest. <laughs> sure. You know? yeah. I think how most of us are, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see what you're saying. There's yeah. that. It just, it, it was so like heartbreaking. You're just like, man, I worked hard for this. Like, I, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um, an interesting feeling that I've never had before. Just kind of like, no, no, you get, you get off. Like, shoo. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So do you, so after that, and I love that. I love that, that, Hey, if you want a black belt for me, you have to compete against once. Yeah. Just once. And he emphasizes, I don't care you win or lose. You just, you have to get out there once. Yeah. And I, I won't mention any names, but there's one, uh, person that was training on the professor um, I'll, I'll mention names. I don't know. He's a phenom. Jack. Oh, yeah. Jack is. Yeah. So there's this guy, Spin. Jack, probably one of the strongest human beings that doesn't lift weights I've ever encountered in my life. He's incredibly flexible. Mm-hmm. His game is so tight and methodical. Um, it is sick. He's like a mad scientist on, on the mat. Yeah. Um, and he's such a humble guy and very, you know, he, you know, we were talking and I'm like, uh, he's just like, I guess I'm just going to be a brown belt forever. Dr. Joe. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I said, like, I just don't want to compete. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? You would kill things. You just need to get a couple to get used to the thing. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be killing people. Yeah. And he's, he just shakes his head, big smile. He's like, yeah, no, dude, this guy ripped my gi with his bare hands yeah. one time, like ripped a new gi with his <laughs> bare whole, fucking yeah. hands. <laughs> Yeah, he's ripped several geese. I've been there for them. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think it actually is a pretty good approach. I like his approach to that. Mm-hmm. And it got you out early and mm-hmm. then got you again. Now, how do you feel about competition now? I would have loved a few more as a white belt. Yeah. Um, it kind of, being a new blue belt kind of terrifies me right now. We were talking about this before, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like everybody out there that's competing right now are like, like they've been just itching to compete for the last six months yeah yeah i don't i don't know if i want to jump in that shark tank yet but um i definitely want to um, get back out there okay cool all Mm. right all right all right that's awesome i I would say you've got plenty of time too because wouldn't you agree like blue if it was me when i get to that black belt stage and i start promoting people if if you're at a belt for any point in time blue belt's gonna be the longest right Uh, dude how long do you have your blue belt for no man let's see i've been doing this seven years so five yeah, I think I was yeah. close to four, that. Four, four and a half or five, something like that. Now, granted, I took some time off here and there, but also, you know, my schedule once I had kids was totally different, you know. So. 2012 to 2017, I think, for me. So okay. about five years. Yeah. You're there for years. like a long time. Yeah. So some people, but, in, in some places, promote quicker white to blue. And a lot of guys just hang out at blue forever. And then you kind of hang out at purple for almost forever. And then 
Brown's kind of pretty depending depending on the school. There's some I competition see. places. <laughs> yeah, like I have some friends that. They've been brown belts for like two, three years. Three years, yeah. yeah. Until yeah. they win which a world is, championship and then they get promoted. Which is crazy. And, and that's just how some places are. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, teach their own. And your situation is different because, you know, I think the the rule now is you have to be a two-stripe two, two stripe black belt or up to promote to somebody promote. from brown to black. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it kind of changes. That does, that does change. So um, what do you, what you've, what have you enjoyed the most out of your jujitsu journey up to this point? Other than the camaraderie, I mean, like just the the health benefits I've gotten from it, um, you know, like losing that 60 pounds, 50, 60 pounds and being able to like just do stuff, you yeah. know, and hang out with the kids and run around. It's just, it's just been amazing because um, Jennifer reminds me of it all the time. But like when I had that weight on, it was like you get home from work, you eat dinner and you're like pass out on the couch. Yeah. It's you know, crazy, there's, right? there's not much more than that. And and you probably feel better. I always feel, even though I'm old and ugly, I feel better. Like, I mean, your wife is, you guys both have beautiful wife. I mean, I, I feel like my wife, I go to the pool. I'm not shitting you. I'll go to the pool. This has happened twice now, twice, where we have a community pool. Mm-hmm. I'll come up and there's young guys talking to, to, mm-hmm. to Amy. I'm like, oh, yeah. back the fuck off, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, we, we, oh, they're we, just being all kind. They're just being friendly. I'm like, no, no they want to no, fuck you. Nice. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All three of us got lucky. We'll yeah. Just, yeah. So way outside of my league. Yeah, we all know what's so up. So being in a good shape at my age also gives me the confidence that my wife is somewhat like still attracted to me. Right. Yeah. From from uh, that right. aspect. I'm not slapping. So that that's a huge thing too. Mm-hmm. Because I mean nothing can bring down your confidence more and ruin a relationship than your own self esteem. For sure. And so when you're looking good and feeling good, that does a lot for your relationship. Mm. You know, um, whether that's going for walks. You know, saying that my wife is proud to be with me. I mean, dude, if I was massively overweight, I'd be embarrassed to be with my wife. Yeah. Like, oh, she's with me. It's already bad enough when you look like a gorilla. Yeah. But at least you look like a gorilla that's in shape. Right. Do you know what I mean? So that's huge. Um, so you're feeling better. You're coming home from mm-hmm. work. You used to flop on the couch. And now you're coming home and going to jiu-jitsu, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. For like two, three hours, depending on if the kids are training, you know, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I know you go so much, you had to drag your family with you. You have to uh, spend Damn, family time, right? Strategy. Yeah, that's I like strategy. it. I like it a lot. It's like, a genius move. How do I train move. more? I get my kids involved. Yep. How do yeah. I train even more than that? You get the wife involved. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, and I don't think Jennifer can get any more involved than she is right now. I yeah. mean, being the program yeah. director and whatnot, um, she's probably at the gym more than I am. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. she's still enjoying. She's still enjoying it. Okay, I haven't um, talked to her at all about that. She actually kind of gets upset every so often when she has to do more of the work aspect and less of the training aspect. My friend like, Mina, I, I remember. I think we had talked about the potential of that happening. She works at one of Flavio Almeida's schools in Arizona, um, and I think actually she might be at the school that's a former black belt uh, professor's Dan. <clears throat> And, uh, oh, yeah, 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 his second black belt he ever awarded, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And her fear, I remember before she left, was like, I'm afraid that it's going to interrupt my training, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a potential, mm-hmm. but at least you're still in the environment, which is good or bad for some people. Some people right. it burns them out, and other people it's a great thing, mm-hmm. but, um, and that, that was that's uh, it's funny you say that because that was another thing I was going to ask about. How do you feel about like? getting burnout because you train so much because when I started I was the same way of course I had the time for it but I was in the gym five times a week at least you know uh do you feel have you ever gone home and been like man I just I really need to take a break or has that fire just been there since you started like I mean, getting into it the only it? times I really feel like I need a break is when like 
like just I'm aching or sure. like, you know, hyperextended something or other. And it, but other than that, um, I haven't really gotten burned out. And I think there's a little bit of a um, strategy in that too. Is 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 I mix up my GB one and GB two classes. Okay. So yeah. it's like on days where like I just feel like I'm getting pounded and pounded. Like I'm gonna take GB one, learn learn some techniques and. You know, if we have a few minutes at the end, I might catch a few chokes and make myself feel a little better for the day. Yeah. Which um, Danaher actually uh, had an article the other day where, where in an interview he said that like 80 to 90 percent of your training partners should be like of a lower skill mm-hmm. level. Yeah. And it's and not to like be like an ass about it or anything, but like to work on technique and mm-hmm. um, and being a smaller guy like techniques is about as much as I've got like I can try to be a little quicker than the other guy but when it comes to a muscle game with a lot of the the our team here um like I'm on the low end of the you know on the totem pole um so I can't I can't rely on holding somebody down or muscling through a submission like I got to do it right yeah um and like you can't work on a lot of technique with with a lot of the bigger guys like and for a long time, we didn't have any smaller guys, like, yeah. at all. Yeah, you were pretty much the smallest <laughs> other than Jax. Dude, we still don't, I mean, relatively We speaking. have four or five new white belts that are roughly your size, right? Gabe. They're lighter than me. Gabe, yeah, Gabe Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh Even Nate, I mean. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Max. Max. Max, there we go. Josh, I yep. mean, like. Like it, for they the were first all time, it was just like, whoa, like we got dudes that are, you know, smaller than me, which just like blew my mind Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I was just getting <clears throat> smashed by, you know, like the, the presses and the, <laughs> of the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy's a handful, man. Yeah. That guy's a handful. But I, I would say with that, you know, um, which I, I've, I've seen that before. That's, that's kind of a, an, an older quote, I guess, from Danaher, but it, it gets resurfaced every right, now and then right, that sure. somebody brings it up. It's like, oh yeah, Danaher said this, which I, I agree with, um, I kind of have to agree with it because eighty percent of my training partners are, you know, white, blue, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I would say, and I, I would assume you do the same thing. Like I strategically pick who out of those white and blue belts that I want to train with, depending on what I want to achieve. Yeah, right? I, I do that like all the time, especially when I'm trying to stay healthy because I don't. I listen if I'm if, and this goes back and forth. If I'm in, if I'm in a fight, if I'm in a situation where I'm going to defend myself. I don't care how big the person is. I don't care what's happening. I don't care how small the person is. Yeah. In a fight, I'm going to get hurt. Sure. Whether mm-hmm. that's a knee hitting the ground, whether that's the shoulder hitting my face, whether it's me closing the distance so much that you know I strain some muscles because you're not warmed up in a real life situation. Right. I'm going to get hurt in real life. But mm-hmm. I'm going to have one explosion. I'm going to have one time to take the person down, restrain them, and try to get help. Right. Um, it's a little bit different situation in the academy because... I might have a big white belt who's big and wild. Now I got to go a whole round with him and maybe two rounds with another one. Now the injuries are going to start picking up. Right. It's just going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Right? That's eight minutes right there. Of just right, 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 right. Craziness. So, so what I do, I'm, I'm pretty strategic in the fact that a lot of times my first round, I'm going to pick you like normally I like to go with you first. Right. Yeah. Cause I know we're going to work on solid technique and it's going to be a hard roll. My next one, I might pick somebody a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Now I can kind of work on my stuff and get my breath back. Right. And that's a strategy thing. Cause I always have five minutes between my rounds. Yeah. So your body gets into these rhythms. Like my, that one coach, uh, David key, mm-hmm. he used to say, people will train for a three minute boxing match 
So you got your three minutes because mm-hmm. am- amateurs were three minutes for kickboxing. Sure. Actually, sometimes they were two. Oh, okay. So he goes, you have to train for those three. Mm-hmm. Idiots train for four. And he said, why you're being an idiot is your body's tempo isn't used to the three. We have to get your tempo right. Mm-hmm. That means we're going to get 10 rounds of explosion. That might be three to four second explosions. Gotcha. If we do it any other way, you're going to leave... Your, your timing is not going to be right. So that's what I try to do. I try to go like an, a round that I would have competition, then an easier round afterwards, simulating my time off. Right. Then getting back in with a full round with somebody else. Yeah. But I also pick people like, if I know I can beat somebody in a certain area, mm-hmm. we'll take Cole, for instance. Sure. Okay. If I get on top of Cole for the most part, although he got out of one of my chokes the other night, I, I feel confident. Yeah. And he swept me the other night too. But anyways... I feel confident. So I try not to work that with him. Mm-hmm. He's going to, I got to play guard with him because he's a wrestler and he passes guard so well. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull that. If he lays back, I'm like, dude, come back up. Yep. So I'm going to be very selfish in the way that I train. So I want you to try to pass. I want you to try to pass. Yep. If I have a white belt, I might even let them pass the side control because I got to work out of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to work out of that with you. I'm never going to get out of it. Sure. Yeah. So that's how I strategize my rounds. I kind of look around. I say, what does that guy have to offer me? What does that guy have to offer me? What does that guy have to offer me when I'm leading up to a tournament? Yeah. Now, as soon as this tournament's over with, I won't train like that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, it's like, okay, what do you need to work on? Sure. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but, that's that's, how I, but yeah, there's a lot of strategy yeah. that goes into who I pick, when I pick, and what I do. And it's not always right. Yeah. You know, um, there might be, I might have a bad round with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck just happened? Right, and I'll pull Jackson because yeah. we train all the time at home. So I'll be bro, 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 bro. Just you got to do this one move right yeah, now, then right you, now, right yeah. now. And so we'll work it's on fresh that. And yeah, you can, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think I've done that with you too. I've been sure. like, man, can you just hold this leg for one second? Pin yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. Like this is something's wrong here. Yeah, but that's when that that tempo and if somebody's being getting ready for a competition. That. I wouldn't do that today. Sure. Yeah. But most of our guys, nobody's competing. I mean. Right now. I don't think I mean, anybody, well, the thing's no. closed. I'm the only person going now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, well, anyways, uh, I f- why did I go off on a fucking tangent? Uh, I put you on a tangent. Okay. That that was my fault because okay. I, I said just simply. He was, oh, oh, he, oh, the white belt. Yeah, the training with the. Training yeah, 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 pick and trainer yeah, yeah, partners. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, I think yeah. you probably do the same thing. And it's based on kind of like the season, I guess. You know, well, not really season. But, but you know, situation. you're absolutely right. I do. I, yeah, you're absolutely. Yeah. I will. There might be positions I might work on in a class because I try to start with an intention when I go to class. Yeah. Exactly. What's my intention today? Yeah. Am I going beast mode? Am I killing people? Is it a recovery day? Yeah. And you have to tailor that because sometimes, you know, you get paired, you know, it's that's not what the class is. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing for people that don't know, like the Gracie Boss system, like a GB1 class and a GB2 class, like Michael mentioned. Like a GB1 is your fundamentals. Uh, generally has more white belts uh, for whatever reason. Um, we all need the class though. And then GB2 is like your, what is it, three stripe white belt and up? Is that where mm-hmm. we're at? Yeah, three right. stripe white belt and up. Uh, it's more like more rolling. rolling, more advanced techniques if, if there is a, a technique being shown that day, depending on how many people are there, whatever. Um, so that was the, the difference between a GB1 and a GB2. Um, but the GB1s, you don't get, we roll for what, five minutes at the end of well, class? Oh, specific training. Uh, yeah, oh, specific training. Yeah, it's not even like rolling, yeah. like free and that's, rolling. that's for the, the safety of the, of the white belts. But um, I like specific training because specific training allows you to get the maximum amount of repetitions in a particular area. Mm-hmm. And I learned that from Samuel. Mm-hmm. When I went to Samuel's school, I was like, because he, he has great competitors. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Samuel Braga developed some amazing competitors. Yeah. And I noticed a couple things. 
A, they never did a full takedown. Mm. It was always fitting, you know, the entry, the entry, yeah. the entry. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And the second thing was the majority of the class was specific training. Mm -hmm. And then I started figuring out, oh my God, when we do specific training, I'm getting in five times as many reps right. as I would if we started on our knees. Because when you start on your knees, you're spending so much time grips. You're spending so much time kind of looking at things, kind of moving, kind of pulling. Kind of, oh, damn it. I could have worked a guard pass twice now. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we're doing more. Now I finally pulled guard. Oh, if we were specific training, I could have. Now I would have gotten three or four reps in by now. Right. So yeah. it's all about starting in the position and getting the reps. Not that the, not that the entries aren't important. They are. But if you have to put your money somewhere, because we all have limited time. Where are you going to put your money? Right. Getting to a position that you don't even know what the hell to do. Or you haven't had the reps. So yeah. you get the reps by starting in the position. Yeah. And that is, that's that's huge. And so um, that's, I think, A, I think that's what the value of specific training is. And B, there's a lot less injuries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, a ton less injuries. I saw something the other day and I don't remember who it was, but it was like rolling, starting rolling on your knees is stupid. And I'm like... I get it from a guy who likes to work takedowns. Like, sure, if we have to, if we have a choice, and there's like only you know six people in class, and yeah, let's stand up and let's start roll from there. But right. you know, if you have twenty people in a class, you can't all start standing up, especially a class full of white belts. Yeah. Even if the three stripe white belts, like somebody's gonna get hurt. Well, you either have to do something. Yeah, I mean, it's a mathematical formula. Mm -hmm. We have a certain amount of time. Yeah, and it depends on what you want to spend your time on. And if jujitsu, which puts very little value in the takedown. Now, there's some strategy things that come from the takedown. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But it's not like judo where if you get a full takedown, you win the match. Right. Yes, you absolutely need to work on that. Mm -hmm. um, or in wrestling where the different types of takedowns can score different points. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. But in jujitsu, the takedown doesn't have as much value. So why would you spend 80% of your time working on something that you're only going to get 10% of your value back from? And see, that's that's a totally different podcast. But since we're on that real quick, I feel like a different takedown gets you in a different position. Right, I can right. go straight to the back from yeah. that. You and, know, and, it's... And, and, but you you need to work on it. Yeah. But when you have a limited amount of time, sure. You know, it's kind of like developing a character in a video game. When you only have fifty points to put in the different skills—strength, stamina, charisma, sure. you know, and, dexterity—where yeah. are you going to put it? Well, it's going to be very sport specific. Sure. Um, Either that or you increase your time. Now, yeah. If okay. you're a competitor, that's what you do. Sure. And that you makes work sense. your judo every afternoon. Yeah. And then you work your technique every morning. And then you spar every night. Well, yeah. if you have unlimited time, that changes the game. Sure. Yeah. That's a completely different formula. And that's what good competitors would do. Yeah. They would put just as much value on takedowns as they would with their ground game because they have the time. Right. Um, but most of us don't. Sure. Even the even the enthusiast competitors yeah don't have that type of time because it's not your job like no. i mean that's the thing when it's your yeah. job you can do that when you ufc yeah. so you have i to can tell you right yeah. now clay mayfield he works his take i would i mean i've only trained with him a very limited amount when mm -hmm. he has open mats but i can tell you right now that guy works his takedowns just like it's his job right and i would be curious to see i would love to sit down and talk with him about how he cuts up his time sure because I, I man, I, I I cannot imagine with his level of takedowns mm -hmm. that he doesn't spend a hellacious amount of time on his takedowns. Right. But yeah. he's spending a lot hellacious amount of time on everything. Guy, that's what he does. He yeah. competes. Right. 
you know, he teaches and competes. Yeah. So anyways. Um, so back to Michael. Yeah, 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 back to Michael. Sorry. <laughs> no, we don't have to come back yeah, to me yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all, it's all about you. And, you yeah, know, yeah. and a lot of people that. Trying to learn you know, some the, things. The majority <laughs> of people that I think that are, are listening are, are older guys trying to stay motivated and technique and young people that may or may not be. Good. So you haven't had your blue belt blues yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> cool. And you may, I guess you may not have. Him, may right? not. I, yeah. I, I mean, he didn't walk out the door the next day after he got his blue belt. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's so. Uh, how many guys when you started with you stayed with you? I mean, oh, have you noticed like how I many mean, people have you seen come and go? A lot. It's crazy, uh, it just, right? It's, it's something crazy because I still look back at those original pictures of like you know the grand opening class or the mm-hmm. first couple of weeks as uh, we took a lot more pictures that. And, you know, there, there's people that I don't even remember their names, you know, like right. they were there for, you know, four or five classes and we yeah. haven't seen them since. Um, I think there's what, think, eight of you. There's probably eight, eight guys. I want to say that there's six of us. Is it there's six? six of us? Okay. That yeah. have been. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's not a lot of us left from the original, uh, the original and that, group. That's the way it is. And mm-hmm. I'd say that our retention at the school is pretty damn good yeah. compared to yeah. my other experiences sure. at other places. Oh, that is something I was going to add when you were talking about that earlier about the like the camaraderie and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, you you signed up, you got that day one, you know, Red Shield Founder Program, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I signed up. You know, uh, a lot of white belts. Joe, myself. I feel like there's somebody else that was an upper belt that signed up for our school. Or were we the only two upper belts? It might have been just the two of you. Okay. All right. So it was just us. So. For whatever reason, like you guys had a couple classes or something like that. And I remember coming into it and all you guys are kind of like in a corner, like talking before, like waiting on the side of the mat. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going like, this is really crazy. They were only like two weeks into this and you guys are just like, you're super clicky. Like, yeah. I felt like the outcast. Talking shit on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you got, yeah, I was you like, got to oh, talk shit on man, the internet. Really? Yeah, <laughs> see, I don't do any of that. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that shit. I can compliment people, but... Yeah. But I was like, oh, man, this is going to get heated. But it never did. No, but it was just crazy no. just to see, like like you said, the camaraderie. Like I felt like I was the new guy, and I had to work to get into your little group. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so weird to me because, like, I'm, I've been in this. Like, yeah. this is this is my house, I'm essentially. Yeah, like, Where's this is my, my spot? house. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you say hi to me when I walk in the door. It's like, I got to say hi to you guys. Like, what's going on? But it was it was really cool, though, uh, all jokes aside, just to see, like, you guys click so quickly and just find, like, just that common interest yeah. over, you know, jujitsu. Were you ever there that early? I thought you missed the one. No. Right? <laughs> That's why I started missing. I was like, I don't belong here. I guess I just, yeah. No, but it's been nice. Like the, the team keeps everybody like in check. It was just like if if George didn't show up for a couple of classes, like we'd all be like, "Hey, where you been? Like, why, yeah. why, why aren't you in class?" We're like, I've been on vacation, man. I was like, "Oh, we didn't tell any of us." So yeah, <laughs> you didn't check in with the family. <laughs> but um, so I, have you, have you dealt with anybody that came up to you and said they were getting burnt out or? I felt that no, they wanted to leave. I, I mean, I know you've dealt with some people who have just straight up left. Right, right. I mean, I, I hear kind of peripherally, you know, that, oh, you know, so-and-so is struggling with, you know, with their game or whatnot, and um, but never directly. So it's just kind of, I, I just leave it alone. You know, I've always figured, if, you know, we're, we're all we're all enough of a family that it's kind of like, if you really need something, like, I feel like everybody is going to be easily reach out. Yeah. And say it's like, hey man, like I need to talk. Yeah. Um, so, so for the people that have left, what do you think the nightest for that was? Because I mean, we have a. I think we got 
really awesome instruction. Mm-hmm. We got good charisma. We got, um, as far as I think the, you know, our professor, um, and I'm not saying this cause I'm with him. I'm with him because of this. And I've been, I've been with a number of people, everything from kickboxing coaches to wrestling coaches. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you mm-hmm. coach. Yeah. Um, and I can say like, he's very upfront. He's honest. And I like my kids around him because I like the things he says and the things he instills. Yeah, I mean, it's, sure. just, it's just a, it's an overall good sensei. Um, what has, what has been the reasons or the things that you've heard from people when they end up leaving? I, I mean, the, the recovery I think is a lot like recovering from every class has been a struggle for a lot of people. And I think that's kind of from two reasons. I think people are, there's groups of people that just have something to prove, whatever that may be. And either they can't prove it on the mat, so they, they head out, or or they're just, they're, they're going so hard yes. that it takes them so long to recover yes. that it's just not worth it anymore. Um, and I, I guess from my standpoint, it's just like, I, I don't really have a lot to prove. I mean, I'm here for the workout. You know, I love the guys. I love the girls. You know, like I'm just here for a good time and to get a good workout and train and, and get something out of it. Um, but I definitely think there's the guys out there that like they, they don't want to tap to anything. Like they don't want you to catch anything on them. So they go they go that extra mile and go hard and um, and they're taking longer to recover or they get injured because of that. Right. Um, and I think we're we're losing people from then. You know. Nothing against like their training partner necessarily. No, it's, the, it's there. Yeah, I can definitely see that because there are guys that <clears throat> they just go so balls to the wall mm-hmm. without thinking about technique and thinking about, you know, muscle and I'm not going to lose mm-hmm. that. Yeah, the recovery phase for that is pretty crazy. Right. And it does make it hard to come back. And man, it makes mm-hmm. it hard to wake up and go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely can see that. Um, so you think that's been kind of the main thing with the people? I think so. Okay. Um, cause you know, a lot of the things I hear is just like, man, I'm just sore all the time. It's just like, well, yeah, I do. Like if you think about it, like in grappling, the muscles and the things that you do, you don't do those things anywhere else. Right. Like it's very specific muscle groups that that you're hitting. Yeah. But that's exactly when you said your strategy that you go to the GB one classes when you need that recovery time. Right. You know, what I do is I, I text professor and say, Hey, can I teach tonight? Uh, (laughs) Is that how that goes? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, so that's, that's what I'll do. I don't want to miss class. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to stay to the curriculum except when we're going to a tournament. He's always great. I'm just like, Hey, can I, uh, can I work collar sleeve? I want to do collar sleeve tonight. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, cause I do things that are specific for my game and yeah. he's just so, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's a guideline. He's like the GB stuff's a guideline. Follow yeah. the guideline. If mm-hmm. you want to teach it a little, yeah, great. So he's really, really awesome about that. Yeah. And so that's how I get my, or I just train here mm-hmm. at home when I need that. And there might be something I need to work or I might've done something in particular that somebody just completely smashed, which was kind of like my A game. Right. And I'm like, Hey, Jax. We need to, or I'll invite somebody over and I'll be like, Hey bro, can you have a minute to come over? Maybe like an hour. Mm-hmm. Cause I got a, my Dr. Todd, mm-hmm. you guys have yeah. met before. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. well, there was a tournament before where I was having some, a little issue 
with one of my things I do and uh, he just came over and we just so that's my time off yeah mm-hmm. that's but I think that's a really good strategy because especially our, our at our age it is very difficult it's not smart training yeah to, you know that's why I like my whoop yeah you know and this is a good time for us to talk about our one of our sponsors Revital Health it can be found at <laughs> revitalhealth.com Brandon Sweat owner and operator of Revital Health is that's his specialty you know, he works on getting people healthier. He works on getting people so their recovery could be faster. And not just in combat sports and anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that come home from work and they're just dead to the world and they yeah. can't even go for a walk. Um, he can take somebody like that and just change their life around. Um, so one of our sponsors, Revital Health, visit Brandon at revitalhealthclinics.com and, or give me a, an email at olddogbjj.com or a text and we can hook you guys up. In fact, a friend of mine today just went to go see him today. Oh, Signed nice. a contract with them for, I, I don't know, it was like a waiver because he sent me a picture of it. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, great, man. He's yeah. going to get some blood work done, see sure. if he needs hormone therapy, see if he doesn't. Maybe it's dietary change, yeah. whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's I really mean, cool. you can't, if, if you got to, and that's the other thing I love about it is because you are do get banged up enough where you have to worry about your diet, your supplements, mm-hmm. your ancillary training. You know, that's the only reason, I mean, I love lifting, but yeah. my routine of lifting has changed because it's more for prevention of injury. Mm-hmm. So um, that's interesting that those, and those are kind of the, the egos that tend to come in and tend to drop out, I right. think. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So um, did you, because I have a couple more questions, but I didn't want to interrupt you. No, I mean, I've just been trying to fill okay. them in yeah, as, yeah, as they kind of made sense <laughs> as far as the segues, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh yeah, this one thing here. So, you know, we know about the physical benefits that you've seen right um with your body transformation and your energy level and of course being able to defend yourself better than you could prior i mean that's just a given what have been the mental things that have come along with jujitsu or have there been any is that something that comes later on when you know i don't know know, if i call it mental but you know you know they say that like you drove for 20 miles going the speed limit and you didn't even realize because you're just thinking of what happened at the gym, like some mistake that you went through. I mean, it keeps me up at night. Like, man, I could have caught coach Joe and blah, blah, blah. If I had only done this, and then so, it just got no, no, I wouldn't. So this is the negative mental stuff. Yeah. We're not talking about the positive mental stuff oh, right now. No, this, no, is that, the... this is the yeah, this is the negative mental stuff. Okay, like, <laughs> weighs on your shoulder. Just, just, just like it's like man, like I I f this up, I f that up. Yeah. Know, but, um, but that plagues a lot of us and then, it, then yeah. you wonder why do you do this yeah. it's horrible well, you've seen all the memes right <laughs> yeah. where the guy the, the guy's laying there with the girl and she's like he just isn't talking yeah. to me he's anymore. thinking of another yeah. woman or yeah. whatever he's, he's like how do you get out of that Kumora? yeah <laughs> it's like I, what's a, what's a wrist lock there, there's been probably hours lost to sleep where like I'm just laying there tossing and turning because because somebody armbarred me and I should have never been in a position where they could armbar me. Yeah. And I would it, like it's gotten bad enough a couple of times where I'd look at my watch or my phone and it's like two a.m. I'm just like, that's really I've bad. Been tossing and turning for like four hours. That's, that's <laughs> bad. But it, it's it's a bad thing that we've all shared. Right. Like, I, yeah, it's a I common mean, thing. Yeah. Um, that's funny though. But from a mental stage, just in like the last few months, like. Um, at least during rolling, um, you, I've learned to kind of calm down a little bit and kind of analyze like what the heck is happening and where everybody's body is in relation to, you know, 
where right. mine is and um I feel like some of like the strategicness is kind of developing. It's like, can That's I good. get out of this? Can I get not? Um, usually, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're getting. I, I do but, remember that. I remember asking him, like, so, so, how do? You, what kind of? What do you like to play? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you like to be? He's like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, so I guess you don't. You kind of get in the chess I aspect don't. of it though now. Like you're, you're getting that. I'm like seeing it in in terms of like, like. When I'm stuck in turtles, like, oh, I should have done this like three seconds ago. Yeah, yeah I, I need a different plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, You've gone from the escape setting to now survival setting. Right, and yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in that survival setting all the time. I think time. we all do that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I get tossed around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, okay um, though. It's gonna but, make you better. But you know, instead of just kind of like flailing, like I've been doing for two years you know it's, it's finally getting to a point where it's kind of like it's like oh let me think about this for a second you know you kind of you know look around and, th- and think about you know what i have in my arsenal that yeah. can get me out of there so i mean i it obviously it's not anywhere near developed or by any means but I'm, I'm starting to think about it a little more yeah. um and everything's getting a little calmer you know like i have more opportunities to breathe and i'm more worried about the breathing and kind of getting some pressure off than just kind of like flailing my arms until i get my elbow in somewhere yeah yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. i think that's been helping a lot um just kind of keeping the longevity of like how how long i can roll for right um you know yeah I think it's funny because I kind of I look at that and see is uh, when somebody's kind of like leveled up a little bit is you know instead of doing the flailing like you're talking about you know you're at that oh, stage where no you don't you don't you're not a dead fish okay you're not a, you're a fish out of water rather you're not you're not that anymore um, but I see you and, and several other guys to where um, you know it's like they go into side control and instead of just like flopping around you see a frame come in and then you yeah. see like oh there's some gears turning and it's not just like oh god how do I get out of this it's a it's a process. And I, I think that's where you're at is that, you know, being able to process what's going on more than just right. like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Let me survive. So so with that, you, you start off by saying that you weren't a real big fan of the UFC or it just wasn't mm. something that attracted you necessarily to jujitsu. Do you look at the UFC differently now or is it still kind of uh, you're interested? I, I do. But you, I'm, uh, I'm kind of like so. So my thing's always been like, I'm not going to watch it at home by myself. Like, or like go, go out to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch it by myself. But if somebody's like, Hey, let, let's, you know, have a couple guys over, let's run out to Buffalo. Wild Wings, I'm down. Like sure. yeah. have yeah, a couple yeah, beers. Yeah. It's again, it's, it goes back to that camaraderie thing where, yeah. you know, if we're all hanging out, tons of fun. I love it. Um, and I actually enjoying it more because I am seeing more of the technique, mm-hmm. you know, versus right. like people just roll on the ground. I'm like, Oh, you know, he's working on getting his hooks in so he can. Well, you know, what about sports jujitsu? Now, do you watch any like are you on youtube or do you have a flow grappling i don't have full gra- flow grappling full grappling it, it, it's a it's a commitment it is it's <laughs> definitely because it's not for unless you, you know it's not cheap yeah yeah you kind of you have to want to yes be a part of flow grappling yeah. So if you've jumped into that pool, then, no, I yeah, haven't. Okay. I haven't done that yet. But you know, like every so often, like my feed is just all matches. No, I like right. to watching the um, like the higher level matches. Okay. Okay. So I, you do find probably more interest in watching grappling than UFC. Yes. Yes, I would say so. Okay. Um, just the watching for like techniques and because again the, the UFC, like I love watching the highlights. 
It's yeah. like, you know, when, when the, the hits land and when like there's action going up, but when they're just kind of circling in the ring, it's just like, okay, I, I don't, I don't care in the right, least. Bit. Sure, right, right. Um, and again, that's when like, like, oh, they've been circling each other this, this whole round. I'm going to go grab a beer out of the fridge. And then suddenly all you guys are like, oh my God. Just yeah. Like, like, missed that's it. the worst. <laughs> that is the missed worst. Yeah. <laughs> So, and, and they don't always have highlights like right away. So it's like it's like oh they'll have the highlights. You turn around just like just the announcers blah 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 blah. It's like okay, yeah. Like, I guess I'll have to YouTube it later. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually how that goes. Yeah. So um, if you were talking to somebody, let's say at work, and I don't know how much of this you already do, um, I've gone through my phases where I wouldn't tell anybody about martial arts, mm. and then I went through my phase of being a little bit more open and trying to get people, the right people involved. Mm-hmm. Like that guy would be a good training partner. Yeah. You know, like I got to get him into the gym. And then I went back to not telling anybody. And now I'm in this phase where every single nurse, everyone that's out there, I'm like, you need to do jujitsu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do jujitsu. Jujitsu is going to change your life. You need to do jujitsu. I, I can find a jujitsu school close to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm back in that phase now. So I don't know where you're at with that. But if you were in the phase of telling somebody, what would you what would you say were the biggest benefits and try to get them enticed to get through the front door? So the, Cause the, it's intimidating. Right. It's very intimidating. Uh, especially now that like the school's grown so big, you know, like at least when we started, you know, everybody was a white belt, you know, like everybody was new and now we're getting, we're kind of around in that corner where, you know, there, there is the original click, you know, the original guys click. And then there's like this, this new click that's developing with this new uh, branch of uh, guys. But um, I kind of attack it from two standpoints. Um, from one standpoint, I tell is like, you will never bench more weight off of your body. Um, than you will when Brian that, Noah is laying on that, Than you will when that 300-pound weight is trying to choke you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. like, like, I never... I like that. I, I, li- never I like knew, that a lot. That's great. Yeah. It's like I never knew I could curl 180 pounds until that 180 pounds is trying to arm bar me, and the next yep. thing you know, you've got it curled, and you're 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 moving your arm and the you know the whole guy attached to it off to the side. Um, and I think that's I don't know adrenaline. I don't even know what that is, but um, but you will you will find a way to move that weight um, when it's trying to break your arm and, and choke yeah, you out. Yeah. That you you just can't get lifting weights at a gym. Yeah. Um, the other side of that is kind of goes with um, some of the firearms training that I do because I'm a big, you know, gun guy. Um, is there's statistics out there that say that like people are five thousand percent less prepared for a confrontation than they than they think they are. Oh yeah. So that goes for you know grappling like we do and, and mm-hmm. self defense. It goes for firearms training. You know, just absolutely everything. So yeah. I mean, the, the more time that you can put into it why not like you carry insurance just in case you should train jujitsu just in case um you know yeah i just we um i the i've always said and i i I think i've heard frank mirror say the same thing that life is about probabilities or outcomes are about probabilities Mm -hmm. outcomes aren't guaranteed and all you can do is increase your probability for a good outcome Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to take a test, a math test, I increase my probability of doing well by studying. 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't guarantee I'm going to get a hundred on the test. Right. Right. I've just increased my probability. I hope I studied the right things. If I did, I should do pretty well. Yeah. And combat's the same way. Combat. I think we have years and years of of movies <laughs> that have I brainwashed. Love those I know. I love them too. <laughs> but I love John Wick. But they've brainwashed oh, people into thinking that every confrontation can be instantly won through training. And yeah. that's not the way real life is. All that training does is raise your probability that you will survive. Yeah. And um, different training, depending on what you pick, is going to raise that probability higher or lower. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you take a traditional martial arts, that does raise your probability, I think, that you'll survive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe some martial arts will make it more dangerous for you, where you should have just gone off of instinct. Who knows? Right. But I can tell you that jujitsu itself has been proven in the laboratory to be a good way of defending yourself. Um, and people will say, "Well, that's not the street." Well, the best simulation that we can have are fights with the limited amount of rules. Yeah, and in those fights with a limited amount of rules, it proves itself to be effective. Yeah, is that a street fight? Nope, but it's better than any other concoction you come up mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Oh, sure, my technique works in the street. Hmm. Have you been testing it? Yeah. So what mm-hmm. you're saying is, is theoretical. So I don't trust theory with probability. Sure. With messing with my probability. Mm-hmm. So you, you train something that raises your probability of being able to survive, just like gun training. Yeah. That doesn't guarantee anything. You still could get hit. You still could get shot. Your aim might be off that day. Whatever. So it raises your probability of surviving an altercation. Oh, what terrifies me is all the all the people that like they take a self defense class. You know, like a oh, one man. hour seminar, yeah. or they um, or they go get their carry permit, but they but that's about the extent of the training. You sure. know, like right. one two hour seminar of of Krav Maga or whatnot, or right. or a um, four hour course for your carry permit plus a couple hours of range time is like that's just like scratching the iceberg like you need to go out there and consistently train um, for any of it to be effective if the worst were to happen it's it's yeah. it's an athletic skill like anything else mm-hmm. and if you were only shown to throw a football in a two hour two hour session mm-hmm. Do you really think that you could even play a pickup game and throw that football effectively? Right. Yeah. And it's no different than that. It's a skill. It's a skill mm-hmm. that needs to be maintained. It's a skill that wanes with time. Yeah. It's a skill that with age kind of gets a little yeah, tougher. But it's a skill. And people through movies or through whatever think it's magic. Yeah. And it's not. Well, the thing that's that pisses me off about Star Wars. I want to see all the lightsaber training. <laughs> you can just pick up a lightsaber and learn how to weld it, wield it like that. Yeah. You mean you haven't watched the the flourish tutorials on YouTube and and picked up yours and tried it? Because I have, yeah. I have the 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 Anakin like like yeah. flourish. Yeah, that suckers hard. I hit myself like five times, oh, like yeah. in like two seconds. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, that's wild. Yeah, but uh, I, the one thing I was going to say with that is the thing that drives me wild is we'll do like, I think it's in November usually that at least at our schools that like the women's self-defense like mm-hmm. seminar that we do, which is great and I love it. But That's how we got Jennifer to start. Yeah, and see, and that's, that's <laughs> the purpose of that is to give you like just that little taste of like, okay, here's like just a few scenarios that could happen to you. Here's some things, some ways to defend yourself. But 95, 98% of the women that, that attend those, they don't attend it. They don't do anything else. Like they may come again next year or something, but like 
they see it and they're like, okay, cool. Like I learned how to like kick somebody off of me. It's like, do you honestly think that's enough for you to like, no. to do yeah. anything? No. You know, like the whole point of that is to show you like, here's some scenarios and really kind of like, I don't want to say scare you, but essentially scare you into like, oh, hey, I need to like learn how to defend myself, you know, yeah. protect myself, protect my kids, whatever, because, you know, I mean, we're not all, you know, around our our whole family. It's not saying like women right. can't defend themselves, but like your husband's not around you or maybe your husband doesn't train jujitsu. Maybe you need to, to, to defend him, you know, whatever. Right. So like different family scenarios, but <laughs> for my self-defense seminars, I would say that all the time. Yeah. I'd say we're, we're, we're going to do this seminar and you're going to take away some techniques, but if you don't practice it, it's, yeah. it's, it's like anything else. And I hope it encourages you to pick up some form of self-defense but to realistically think the seminar is going to save you from being raped, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if a grown 200-pound man wants to rape you, it's going to happen. And so we're going to talk about some techniques that need to be practiced, ways of separating. But you're not going to kick anybody's ass. Yeah. It ain't happening. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to teach you in two hours how to generate enough kinetic energy and knock somebody out. Yeah. So we're going to talk about how do you get away. But if you don't practice it, you won't be able to use it. Because the chances are you being attacked isn't going to happen tomorrow. Probably won't happen a month from now. Hell, it might happen two years from now. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the that's the part that people forget. They're like, "Oh, I took a self defense class." Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, I took a cooking class. That doesn't make me a chef. Right yeah, now. It's like, you know what I mean. It's like CPR class. I just had to renew that, and it's like, sure, I know how to do CPR, but there's like little nuances that are like, oh yeah, and they also change it too. That oh, we help, talk about but, that all the time. There's procedures. Yeah. I have a student with me right now. And she was asking about a, a particular super bad thing that can happen to alcoholics where they mm-hmm. have the, the vessels in their, their esophagus can rupture. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's bad. And um, I just tell her the device that goes in there, you will always see somebody look at the instructions because we do that so rarely. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That if it's not practiced on a regular basis... And most of the time, we don't. Most people don't even use that device anymore. Gotcha. There's a certain medication we use now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like anything else. If you don't yeah. use it, that's why we drill pediatric codes so often. Mm-hmm. That's why we drill like these these things that don't happen as often. Because if you don't do it for two years, you're like, oh, how do I do that? Yeah. And it's the same thing with self defense. It's no different. And you get the drilling dump too. Like yeah. when once you're in that scenario, whatever you thought you knew definitely goes out the window mm-hmm. so if you've been trained in jiu-jitsu for that's a month flail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, flail. flail so yeah. i mean it takes uh, you a few years to get out of that flailing yeah stage. exactly <laughs> that's why i tell people hug bring him to the ground where it's now your world yeah and things will start to open up yeah but the initial altercation the eye contact the raising of the voices you know the oh shit do we fight do we don't do we fight do we don't what's going on that's all very mentally confusing yeah and now you're up, you're moving, somebody grabs you, you're like, oh shit, just hug, mm-hmm. yeah. go down. Yeah. And then you'll go, okay, 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 I think I'm home right now. Yeah. You know, so, because that's what we train. Yeah. But they have to play our game. Exactly. And if you get punched in the face and you've never, you've never been punched in the face, that definitely shakes it up. Your game is all right out the window. You've been punched in the face and you haven't been punched in the face for years. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it's not the same thing. At least you're like, you're like, yeah, I know that's <laughs> feeling right. Yeah. Now, yeah. That's, yeah. That's but, a totally uh, different Because I'm like, I, we were talking about that and I'm like, yeah, I haven't had my nose broken in, wow, I'd say good 20 years. Oh my God, I need to get my nose broken again. 20 years. Mike, yeah. you ever had your nose broken? Not that I know of. <laughs> so going on, what, what is it, yeah. 34 years? Yeah. 30, yeah. My fingers are a mess though now. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, we, we have to take a picture of our fingers at some point and put them up when we yeah. do the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the taping thing. Ama- they're amazing. It's nuts, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. see Jackson looking at his hands. Yeah. Oh, he goes, yeah. let me see your hands. 
I started getting those. I was like, what the hell are these things? You know? Yeah, that, that's the con, I guess, for yeah. people listening is your fingers are going to get destroyed Jacked if you stay up. in this. Yeah. Well, hey, man, thanks. Uh, did you have anything else to? <sighs> no, I, I don't know, man. Quick rapid fire. What's your what's your favorite thing you've learned in jujitsu so far? My favorite thing that I've learned in jujitsu so far. Yeah. Like what's your what's your go to? Like what's what's the one thing I you like enjoy? Loop chokes. You like loop chokes? I like loop chokes. Oh, okay. The lapel. Yeah. I mean like I've I've got a pretty good percentage on them. Yeah. But so that that's been your kind of like yeah. that's that brings you joy. It does, it <laughs> does. I've been hitting the just the, your the classic two collar the double lapel okay. choke a lot from bottom. Um yeah. I I'm almost going through like a back to basics process where like like i'm kind of like throwing out all the fancy stuff that like i haven't really been hitting very often i'm sure. just going back to the 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 classic chokes it's just like oh this works this is, this pretty sure you made me see stars the other day i think that i'm was okay you. with that yeah i'm okay with that I'm pretty sure i was like <laughs> i saw more than stars in them. i saw giant babies with giant heads yeah. <laughs> yeah you thought you got out yeah i don't know what the fuck happened <laughs> yeah yeah i heard this story you woke up and were like what happened yeah no, 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 I knew what happened. Oh, oh, you did? I don't think I woke up and said what happened. I checked my pants to make sure I didn't pee myself. Oh, okay. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I had a dream about giant babies. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> in, the, in the short time that, that you were That was a terrifying out. day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they, they, they were like these giant babies, but they had enormous heads. That's insane. It's a and wild, wild... they were kind wild. of like floating a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's something about I didn't you. Realize it was I'm, I've been out before. I've never had a giant baby vision. Yeah, I don't when know. You're out must have been the uh, what's that stuff you were the, what's that Eagle Oil or whatever you were using before? Oh, dude, before? I love me at Eagle Oil. Yeah, or e- Tiger Bomb. Now those would be good sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I remember so, I brought that in probably like six months into training, and all the guys were like, "What the heck is this?" And now like ev- like. There's a few of them that like just went out and bought their own, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, have at the house. I, I just remember oh, that first week. Speaking of people Go going out, yeah. have you guys seen the video of Ryan Hall getting choked out? Oh yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. during the demonstration, like, during the demonstration, yeah. Because it's a it's a woman that chokes him out, right? Like because he's her reaction is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. She's like both hands over her mouth. Oh my god! I know. She's, she's, like, she's, she's like, okay. So you just keep <laughs> putting the pressure down here, and it's like. Hey, professor, I think Ryan's out. Yeah. Was that a while ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I've seen that. I've seen that. Fantastic. You almost put me out the other day doing a demonstration. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember Nick was my partner, and he saw me going out. Dude, fucking tell me. (laughs) You have to say something. It's okay to tap even when you're not, like, like, in a... talking and i'm just like and what was like, i doing i don't even remember us doing anything like i don't that. remember doing it okay. but um i don't remember what, what it was but you were talking and like it was just like oh that just got a little tighter and i'm like my hands like up by your shoulder like ready to tap and i was like oh he, he's almost done talking this shouldn't take too long oh i'm never almost <laughs> done talking yeah <laughs> we have a podcast jesus <laughs> oh my god i start seeing stars and i, I think i finally tapped or, or you let go and nick comes over to me he's like are you okay i was like dude i was almost out <laughs> he's That's like awesome. i saw your eyes roll back oh man dude every class to me i think i'm filming a, a, a instructional video but, yeah yeah, yeah it, well that, that is the thing that's why i like your classes so much is you're thorough and then um Oh, what was it? It was a lunch class, I think. And you, oh, it was Trey. You were showing Trey something, and you said, "Oh, do you do you see this right here?" And you called whatever the muscle of the tendon was that like by its the vastus lateralis. That's right. And he goes, "As a matter of fact, I do." Like, 
sure I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like me and Anthony are looking at each other like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I don't even know what this stuff yeah, is. The rectus femoris, the semi-tendon house, and the semi... Uh, the, uh, the, I'm all jacked yeah. up right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, ha- it's commonly known as the hamstring. The hamstrings, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my, my uh, physical... Uh, was it uh, sports and physical therapy classes or whatever I took? Like, they, they didn't prepare me for you. No. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know what this guy's talking about. It was a bread slicer. It was, it was that day where you're like, you're like, you guys need to pay Professor money for this class because I'm going to show you all these oh, things. And, so you were... Yeah, 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 and yeah, it's a bread slicer, yeah. so you were just geeked. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's really all I did. Yeah. So, yeah, but there's a lot of... T- Technique. It's funny how you can take a basic technique, and I used to feel bad about that because I'm like, okay, really from side control, I can teach a ton of shit, mm. but but what do, what do I do from side control? I do a Pan Am choke, uh, cross collar, mm. and then the bread slicer or the mm. paper cutter or the sand, whatever the fuck you want to call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And but it's really I don't feel bad about it anymore because with those basics, there's so much that goes into. A, the setups, B, the finishes, and C, the counters. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I I love that choke in particular. There's so much that you can do and so much you can branch off of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I geek out over that move um, because that's my thing, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think anybody that's – and you can't make everything your thing. No. You know, you you can take a baseball choke and make it your thing and it can just – you can hit it from different places. There's different counters. There's different entries, and um, those little finer details. I remember that class. I was like, "This is not good for the white belts. <laughs> they're leaving here, and they're not learning a fucking thing." Yeah, they're mine. Except that exploded. guy talks a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where like you're at right now is your that blue belt stage is where you can go like, all right, I'm gonna sample everything. I'm gonna yeah. say okay, like you know, side control the bread slicer is butterfly guard. What's like what's my thing, you know, and then. After you kind of sample the whole buffet, once you get that purple belt, it's like, all right, these are my three things. What makes this it is your thing, though? What make, you know, is it because you hit it successfully? <laughs> I think it's, well, for me, it's what do I enjoy and what am I good at, right? Not necessarily great at. Not, I'm not saying I like I hit it every time, but like what is something that when I get there, I'm just like a little smile gets on my face like, yeah, I like being here. This is It's mm-hmm. comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And not in a comfortable, too comfortable way, but more of a, you know, like I feel like things are going to go my way from here. Yes. You know, even if it's not perfect, if it's sloppy, whatever, like, I don't feel like you're going to destroy me in this position. And that's yeah. kind of where I feel like that's what your thing is. Well, yeah. And for, for me, it's been, depending on the situation, I might find one thing I really love. Let's say an over under pass. Mm-hmm. So any takedown that takes me to the over under, I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever reversal might take me to the over. So, so it's nice. Deep half guard takes you to an over under mm-hmm. very easy. So it's like, oh, I got to learn that shit. Yeah. Okay. I like it because it took me to this other position that I really liked. And I think that, that, that again, what you're good at mm-hmm. and kind of what fits your body type or, you know, where do you feel protected? I mean, there's a lot of crazy ass. I mean, I like lapel guard, but yeah. the issue with lapel guard for me, yeah, I like it because it takes every, everyone's athletic ability down a notch. Gotcha. Yeah. But the thing that I, I found out quickly is that lapel guard never puts me in one of my favorite positions for passing gotcha okay does that make sense yeah it makes a lot of sense and i have stuff that goes to the back okay that works well but man this one here i'm not in my favorite passing position so yeah i like it it's cool i experimented with it kind of have it in the toolbox but it isn't 
It isn't like lasso guard. Yeah. Like lasso is going to take me to side control, neon mm-hmm. belly, or with my over under. Love it. Yeah. So that works well. You I, know? I would say for guys that have like short legs and like the, the shorter guys, like triangle is never going to be your thing, right? Like you have I to like work going for that. You have to work and, way too much for it to be your thing, right? To ever be like, Hey guys, let me do a triangle seminar for you. You know, right, like right, it's right, just, right. I don't, I don't feel like that now. I'm not saying you shouldn't do them. And I like how you immediately I jumped in. Like I love triangle. I like triangles of guard and we can talk, talk about that off the podcast or whatever. But you know, I think that just goes on the other end of like what's how is it not your thing and it's I think those are when like physically because you just mentioned that if it's just if you have to work too hard for it I, I don't think you can really consider it your yeah, thing yeah like like for instance from X guard there is a particular takedown um, and I forget how you say it in Portuguese but it means take out the trash okay and it's a great takedown mm-hmm. man it's a lot of effort yeah. gotcha <laughs> yeah. like I'm like damn I gotta come up to my feet with his leg on my shoulder from that. Mm. I'd rather just kind of lay here. You know? <laughs> but, that, but that's different, so, though. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, not your, that's not against you physically, though. That's just a lot of steps, right? Is what you're well, saying? Well, it's also strategy, too, depending on your gas tank. Sure. I mean, it's there. I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I'm doing it, I'm going, fuck. Yeah, yeah but you, you can know, make I see that. my gas tank going like, <laughs> down a little bit when I do that. Sure. Move. Yeah, now, I, I guess that. you could argue if I did it right, it really wouldn't take that much of a gas, yeah. my gas tank away. Sure. It really shouldn't. But it's a poor technique, I guess. But, yeah. Um, anyway. yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. So I wish I knew how to do things right. <laughs> you stick with the jitsu and you will. I, mean, I make it work. Too. I me make too. it work. Yeah. That's why we all show up and ask professor what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, hey man, thanks for taking the time to, you know, give us a little bit about your insight. You know, like I said, the majority of people that take a listen to this, we're talking white blue belts mm-hmm. and, um, not that we don't have some other folks, but that, I mean, that's the majority, at least from the emails I get from people. Right. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's nice to hear confirmation of what you were going through and what brought you there and hear another person and see, it just, it, it's, I know for myself when people, when I hear things that resonate with me, mm-hmm. like, oh man, that's exactly how I felt or yeah. that's how I feel or that's, hmm, that's interesting. Um, never saw it from that perspective. It's incredibly encouraging. Mm-hmm. And if we can help one person stick with jujitsu, if we can help them continue their journey, um, that's a success. So thanks a lot for taking the time. No, to come thank you. This was us. a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Thanks, man. man. We'll do it again. Um, and uh, until then, coach, you got anything to add? Just keep training. Okay. Remember, Revital Health Clinics, guys. Check out Brandon, have him help you out. And uh, that's right. Until next time, keep training. <laughs>